Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast. It's Kirsty and Isaac here. This podcast was developed by and for Amazon sellers to highlight the very best strategies on how to grow your Amazon business and to get valuable insights from sellers to illustrate the ups and downs of selling on this incredible platform. In this episode, we are actually going to be speaking with a dear friend of ours who is also an Amazon seller and one of our coaches on the Real Coaching team, Amanda Tucker. Yeah, so actually Amanda and I have known each other for probably 20 years now, something like that. 20 plus. It, 20. It's pro, it might be even close to 25 rather than 20. So we're, yeah. showing, our, we're showing our age, Kirsty. Well, yeah, we went to kindy together. That's why, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Not. Uh, but yeah, so we, we met each other. Um, we used to work together back in our, we call it our Jurex days. We were the Jurex twins. Um, let, we'll leave that up to your imagination. And um, basically, you know, we had a very similar journey and I'd love to hear you know, from your perspective, your journey in terms of obviously now, you know, you've got your own Amazon business, you're a coach in our business, which is awesome. I get to work with my adopted sister every day, which is awesome. But let's get to know you a little bit more and how you ended up, you know, working while building your own business and then also helping other people do the same thing as well. Yeah, well, I suppose, um, so hi, everybody. Um, obviously, you can tell I'm obviously a fellow Brit, as, as Kirsty mentions. Um, but been living in Australia for, for many years as well. Um, so obviously, Kirsty mentioned that we started our career working in marketing, moved to Australia, um, changed careers, moved into the world of um, consulting and re recruitment consulting, and did that for about 20 years or so, and moved very, very thankfully with the business as well. So I moved to, the, to Australia, moved to Malaysia, moved to the States. So I really got that bug, which I never kind of really left me so 20 years ago around that travel piece. And, you know, for me, I was always a... A career girl, career was very important to me. I was a corporate kind of girl. Kirsty obviously took a spin-off to the um, to the entrepreneurial space, with the business building space. I wanted to really remain in the, in the corporate world because it, it suited me really well. But I think one thing I noticed was that the balance kind of changed um, really after so sort of, twenty years, and I realised that what I was what I wanted it for and what I loved about it was actually the balance changed and my lifestyle changed. What I wanted to, what I was striving for. Um, wasn't there. So yes, with a great corporate career, I had a great salary, but when it comes to with regard to my life, what I was doing with it and the time I had to do the things I wanted, that completely disappeared. Um, so that was really the turning point for me when I looked at that seesaw of kind of like my lifestyle and what I was doing, that was the trigger. Um, and it was really after 20 years and I said, you know what, I need to change, I need to change direction. I want to take control of my life, my direction, as opposed to a career path that's determined by somebody else as well. So that was my kind of, I suppose, my trigger. Um, but before I left corporate, I put a plan in place, um, about sort of a six-month plan with regard to right for me to be able to make the change, which was a little bit difficult for me because I, I spent like 20 years in one particular career path. So I needed to have a plan with regard to an exit plan, my own kind of lifestyle change plan as well, with regard to if I'm going to start a business, how much money do I need to have to be able to help me to do that? What's going to be comfortable? How am I going to be able to upskill myself from a training perspective? I knew nothing about Amazon, but I also had kind of a good perspective on 
business management transformation um, and team management as well. But that's very different to starting an Amazon. So um, the, the financial piece is important. The training thing is important. But also the, with regard to rewriting my, my future plan. What was my why? What do I want to get out of my life? Um, and it was a blank canvas. And that was pretty scary um, because I'd never re rewritten it before, but also really exciting. So the first thing I did, obviously, as you know, Kirsty, um, you said, right, if you want to do this, this is kind of like what you need to do from an um, educational perspective. So um, it's obviously part of uh, your training as well within the group. And that was phenomenal because one of the things I realized is that when you're in a corporate career, you have a community. It's called your sort of leadership team. It's called your team. It's your everything else. But when you're working on your own business, you're on your own. And as much as you feel that you are, you've got that fire in your belly, um, you know where you're going, you do need a support structure. And Kirsty, you helped me with regard to you can't do it by yourself. You need to have training and people around you to help you kind of navigate through um, the highs and the lows. And one thing I think I, I realized is that there are, there are many highs and lows. And I think a lot of people come into um, starting a business and don't realize that you're going to do everything for the first time. And that's scary. Um, and sometimes when you do it for the first time, you do it well. And sometimes you don't. And sometimes there's those curveballs. So I really had to kind of re rewire my mind and myself around sort of going back to the educational piece and doing things, I suppose, learning for the first time as well. But um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a nice personal transformation for me. And I think I always try to go back to that when now I'm obviously in the coaching role because people are still going through that. And I think we, all of us as well, we appreciate, we remember what it was like when we first started. We remember the, the anxiety. We remember the kind of the excitement with that first sale. So we, we stand side by side, a lot of our, um, our members or our clients, and we have the feelings that they felt because we've been there, we've done that. And I think I like, I like having that connection because we're not too far removed because we're going through it already. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember as well, you know, you, you pretty much had to be not, not dragged kicking and screaming, but I remember when I was, um, starting out and now, you know, exactly like you were saying, you know, once you've, once you've kind of found something and you want to, it works, you want everyone else to know about it, right? Because you think, yeah, this is going to help you. This is going to help you. And I remember it took, it took a good couple of years for you to then go, actually, you know, this is, it's the right time. And I think that's what a lot of people kind of miss. It's like, uh, it, it, even though you know about something, it might not be the right time right now. And I think what you just described there was you got to that point. You were like, now is the time. And you just then threw yourself, you know, 150% into it. Literally, you know, <laughs> you did left your job, left the country, you know, did all these things to kind of like just dive, dive right in, which um, is, you know, really commendable. But also you were all in, right? You were, you were fully committed. And I think, you know, really connecting with that and bringing that through, that's definitely something that you do with a lot of our clients that come through Real is kind of giving them that cushion, if you like, to be able to, feel supported but as well as giving them a, a nice kick up the bum as well but we always say that you, you're you know you're one of your main qualities is giving them that nice hug when they actually need it as well but it's kind of the nice nurturing parent right which um you've brought all the way through yeah definitely and like I said you know you, we remember and we 
I think when I think back at my my Amazon kind of business as well, you know, I've made mistakes. Um, I've had roadblocks, which I wasn't sure how to get through them. And sometimes the way I navigated wasn't the kind of the quickest way or the easiest way or um, the, the, the shortest way. Um, but I think one thing that I love doing is being able to look back and say, look, this is what we've done. That doesn't work. That takes you to your goal too slowly. This is the quicker route um, now that we know that. And I think that's, it's so nice to be able to um, take advice for things that we've done that's worked really well, but also be able to share and put a hand up and say, look, we've done it. And it, that's the wrong way to go. I think that's the one thing I really love about the openness of the way that we, that we coach and that we share and, you know, we do care. It's, it's, it's about a personal improvement. I said I had to completely rewire the way I thought about things in my lifestyle. Um, and I think I remember, you know, Isaac, I know you laugh about this as well, but um, one thing I did wrong was I was working kind of a 16-hour a, a day in my corporate world and just thought I would need to do that exactly with Amazon um, to swap one job for an, another job effectively. So I found that quite difficult. I didn't quite understand. And I remember talking to you, Kirsty, and saying, so I'm a bit concerned. I'm only spending two hours on my business a day. You said, great. And I said, no, because I don't know. I'm bored. <laughs> you said, well, do some hobbies. And I said, I don't have any hobbies because all I did was, used to do was just work, work, and work. So again, I had to really sort of find in myself with regard to, okay, I'm only doing two hours. What is the most important things I need to do during those two hours? And how am I going to fill my life? How am I going to be able to work towards this dream that I have? And it was a it was a, a little bit difficult shift for me. It took me maybe six to 12 months to really sort of um, make that transition. But um, I'm very, very happy now. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's the best thing I've ever done without, yeah. without question. I actually want to talk to that a little bit more before we talk, start kind of talking about the coaching journey and, and helping other people. But the one thing I think that a lot of people fail to realize is that you actually and, and Kirsty and myself, we actually build our businesses around our lifestyle, not the other way around. We don't build our life around our business, meaning we work to like we live to work. We we actually just work enough so that way we can do what we want. And, you know, obviously you can, anybody can go out and get, you know, a great salary job and, and work 16 hours a day and be miserable. But I think the, the thing that's different between all three of us and, and what you're explaining is your quality of life now is significantly different. And I would say significantly better as far as making a happier person for you uh, than it was when you were working 16 hours on a, on a higher pay raise or a higher pay scale. So kind of talked about, you know, the, the, the concepts that you have about, you know, living to work or working to live and, and how you were able to actually make that transition. Cause you said it took about six to 12 months, but I know one of the things you did obviously was you went to Mexico and then that kind of changed some things too. Oh, definitely. So yeah, right now I'm uh, in sunny Mexico. We've just ducked a hurricane, actually three actually, but uh, aside from that, it's been, uh, been amazing. And I think the one thing that I love is that I didn't realize that effectively I can do whatever I want. I can work from anywhere. Um, and that's really the highlight. You know, I think all I need is a passport, a laptop, um, and a phone. And that's kind of, I can work in any country, which is, which is fantastic. Less um, government restrictions for travel due to some pandemic or something, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yada, yada, yada. <laughs> but I think, you know, for me, I said how it's, I didn't, I didn't realize the rut that I was in because I kind of, I kept telling myself, but 
my career wise, but I always wanted this. I always wanted this, this high pressure, high salary, high, et cetera, et cetera. And yes, I did, but it wasn't until I broke away from it. And I, I guarantee I, I feel five, if not 10 years younger, like I've just, but also my, my desires of things I want to do and my ability to do things is, is definitely so well advanced. So I feel I've regained life back and the life I've regained, the quality of it is fantastic. So I, I as you know, um, uh, living in Australia, decided to come over for a workshop with you guys in Vegas. And then I thought, this is the beginning of the year, this year. And I thought, well, I'm going all the way to, from, from Australia to, to Vegas. So why don't I hang around in like North America or just around that area? Because I can, I can work anywhere. So I decided to pop across to uh, Mexico. I thought it was only a couple of hours flight, so longer than I thought. But uh, anyway, I was here for a couple of months and the lockdown happened. And I was like, well, I'm going to stay here. Why? Because I can and because I love it. And um, yeah, so my life now is kind of wherever it's, I can just rewrite the plan every day about what I'm going to do, where I'm going to work from um, and um, what days I want to work and what days I don't. So um, Yeah. yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I think uh, the analogy I use a lot of times is it's like you're standing at the bottom of a pool that's filled with water and you don't notice that you're underwater until you see somebody standing up there, like reaching down their hand, telling you like, hey, like come up here. Like you don't need to be underwater, like drowning right now. You could just be like up here living like a normal life. But most people just don't see that they're in the water because it's just all they've known. It's like, oh, this is just how it is. So I'll just continue to be stressed out and frustrated. And this is the life that I want to live now which is crazy to me. And I think there are opportunities out there like Amazon and other things out there that can break that cycle. And, and, and you know, I, I remember vividly speaking with you about this and it was a, an emotional conversation when we were like, oh man, this is scary. Like you're like, I'm actually like nervous about this because it's not something that's easy to do. Yeah, I think petrified, obviously, but excited in a really kind of, in a really good way because I said everything is new. I hadn't put myself in back to the starting point ever I did my starting point and then I moved and moved and moved up the career ladder um, and that was just a you know a bill but literally moving into something that I had yeah I mean I knew, I knew the basic and I knew marketing and I knew speaking with Kirsty, I knew kind of some of the things that were going on in the Amazon space but to run your own business to really have how do you um, problem solve all these navigation like that was completely new for me so you know for a long time Things hit your plate or hit things hit the desk. And you're like, okay, never experienced this before. No idea what to do. The first thing is obviously is to try to be able to review it. And then obviously with regard to working with the community, which is what we had. So, which is you built. Um, and that was, that was tremendous. I, I was never on my own. Um, you have your own business and you choose to work on your own or you choose to be part of a community, which helps you. And then eventually you get to help them. And that's where I am now. Not only am I helping the community, but I'm actually now coaching as well. So that's gone full circle for me, which is fantastic. Yeah. And that's actually kind of leads directly into what we were just about to talk about. So that's a good segue. So, you know, as a coach in our program, um, you know, you, you get to work with people every day. Like everybody has their own goals. They, they, they want different results for themselves and their families. They're all kind of building a, uh, the same basic concept of a business, but just as a, as a coach yourself, do you kind of find the journey of working with others like rewarding in, in terms of like actually seeing them get the results that they want and then 
help, uh, you know, you actually growing as a person spiritually, mentally, you know, just getting some actual benefits yourself from, from helping others achieve those things. Yeah, definitely. I think the one thing that I love about the way that we coach and the coaching that we do is we're helping people to improve their life in any form that they wish. So life could be many things. Life could be time, get more time to do more things with the more people that you want or more time for yourself. It could be money that helps you to be able to give you some freedom, give you that kind of that breathing space when money's really tight and there's a pressure, or it could be, you know, money with regard financial gain with regard to doing some really exciting things as well. Um, so whatever that may be, the coaching for us is around what, what do you actually want this business to give you? What does great look like? What have you been searching for? What do you need for you, for your family, for your friends? What aspirations? And then, because we start with that, obviously, in the, in the coaching with regard to before you even start a business, we really figure out what's the deep-seated reason that you're doing it in the first place. And we always come back to that. And we always try to be able to help kind of move that forward. And I think that's that's why I love the coaching part, because if we have, if we can be able to make an element of difference in someone's life, that's fundamentally just brilliant. Um, and I think, you know, hearing the stories, it could be little wins, it could be big wins. We help people just kind of just getting out the gates and just kind of making that first move and feeling that sense of relief, like, wow, I've done it, but I'm not my own. We've also been able to help people and say, right, I've got this far, but I need to get bigger. I need to be able to boost um, and excel my business faster and, and with, with more might. So again, being able to help them accelerate. So any of those examples is just such a great opportunity to be part of as well. So no, I'm... It, it touches my heart. It really does ignite something very special in me that I'm, I've got a different purpose and the purpose to, to help someone um, on all those different levels is, is a real privilege. I feel privileged to be a coach with you guys. I really do. That's awesome. And actually, we, we literally just got an email this morning from someone that you worked with, that we worked with last year. And um, we worked with them at the end of last year. And this year they've moved from the US to the south of France. They've set up their, you know, life there now. And now they're ready to, you know, move on. They even want more coaching. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's that's crazy, right? Like you will they'll come through the program and then we're like, hey, okay, you're off now, you're good. And they're like, Yeah, I'm good. That's awesome, guys. Thanks so much. And you don't hear from them for like six months, and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, guess what you guys helped me to do? You did this, I did this. I was like, Wow, I didn't even know you wanted to do that. that that's amazing. Yeah. So the fact that it is that life reward, because at the end of the day, it, it doesn't really matter how much money you've got in the bank. Of course, we all want money in the bank. But if you're not actually doing anything with it and changing like that pool in some way, right, mm. then it's just more, it's just, you're just swapping it for another job, right? So uh, I think that's a, that's a really cool point to make in terms of being able to see that journey in, in someone else, because it makes you feel like you're part of that journey almost. Oh, definitely. Um, so what, obviously you've coached a lot of people now. I mean, you've been coaching, you've been coaching for two or three years now. Mm-hmm. What are the, some of the common mistakes that you tend to see sellers make, either new or old or, you know, really at the start of their business? Mm-hmm. What kind of, what are those common things do you think that people make up front that are either easily solved or essentially they just need to stop doing that stuff, right? Yeah, I think... 
it really comes back to really one thing, and that's it's this, it's mindset. Because there are, I think if you go into this understanding that there are, it's a, it's a business and starting a business is tough. Um, there's a lot of businesses that have to work very hard to be able to get first on the, on the, on the, the, the first level as well. Um, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be problems. There's going to be little curveballs. And I think the most important thing is to remember that that is business as usual. That is going to happen in any business. It happened in my corporate world as well, but we have a, lots of people to be able to deal with, navigate problems. When you're a business owner, you have to kind of figure it out by yourself, or so you think. So the first thing is being able to understand and realize that problems happen. It's nothing to do about. It's nothing. It's not a um, just. It's not just on you. Everybody experiences them. It's a case of being able to take a bit of a breather um, and assess. Okay, this has happened. What's ramifications? What are my options? What do I think is the, the best option and the least option? And then being able to kind of just be able to have an idea by yourself and then share it and run it past um, a community that you trust um, and that can support you and say, look, this has happened. This is why I think it's, this is the reason I think it's happened. These are my options. I'm probably going with option number one because of, of this reason. Can I just get a sounding board? Can you just help me through it? Um, and that, by doing that, just really empowers you to, to know that you can navigate anything. You just need to breathe and you need to think, have a moment and opposed to panic and go, oh, my goodness, that's it. If you throw your hands up to every curveball that happens, it's going to be a really difficult journey. Um, and also, if you haven't got a community of people that you can kind of trust. And I say trust because um, obviously you know, we, we see lots of different groups. And I think one thing that frustrates me when I see it as well as you've got the groups and you've got people that are don't really have any knowledge about issues and someone posts help this has happened and you get all of these peppering of ideas that are really completely different spectrums yes don't do yes do this don't do that yes do this and it's like do you know what if you're gonna if you're gonna ask a question make sure you're going to the right source that people will be actually you trust as opposed to just a general facebook group of real mixture of people that have no idea what they're talking about because what you end up doing as well is um, you're picking a little bit of trash from over here and then a little bit from over here and you're just you're just fine that you can get completely unstuck. So yeah. I think it's, I think what you, another thing um, that you kind of mentioned there as well around these kind of like roadblocks, right? So and it's it's very common, especially when you first start the business, because you don't have any idea, right? You don't know if this is a roadblock or if is it a speed hump or has it been done before? Has it not been done before? Um, and especially when you're very new, you can feel like it's just a stop at every point. And um, also, there's other people out there saying, and yeah, of course, you know, when we're talking to people, we present what could be possible. The thing is, it ain't going to be possible in like the first two months of the business, right? And so I think those expectations of what is possible versus what is possible in the first 90 days, six months, a year, um, is not presented very well in the guru verse. That's what that's my new word for today, mm-hmm. um, because um, you know it's it's very difficult for people to grasp what what's really the goal that we that they should aim for at that point, and so it can be very disappointed very quickly. Um, so it's interesting that you bring that up. I think especially for new sellers, because yeah, there's opportunity. Of course, there is, but it's like what um, an overnight. What do you say the overnight um, success story when someone's been plugging away at something for ten years mm-hmm. and. All of a sudden, in six months or t- you know two months, you think that that's what you're going to get. So, and having a community there to be able to help you 
really understand that, but also show you what's possible is really important, I think. Yeah, I think, you know, it's not, it's not a, any Amazon, any business is not a get rich quick scheme. Uh, so that's, as you mentioned, that's, you know, there's, it takes some time to build your business and then to start being able to see not just sales, but the cash, the, 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 um, the profitability come in. So definitely that's a big thing. And yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of false information from people who are trying to help and trying to guide, but they've only literally been in the business for two months and they want to give the two penny And it's like, that's the wrong advice. You've just completely derailed somebody. The other thing as well will be the shiny objects, which we talk about a lot. So some people don't pick one particular strategy. They take a little bit from over here, a little bit from over there. And that doesn't really provide some consistency as well. So to really be able to have a plan um, and be able to test a plan, be able to discuss a plan um, and be able to navigate through problems as they come as well. And don't think take don't take problems personally. Stuff happens and it's not a poor me. You might feel it in a moment, but if it does, walk away from your computer, come back, grab a coffee or whatever you need to do and come back and go, right, okay, it's not just about me. These things happen. What am I going to do? So um, and the mindset's hard though. It, it is hard. And that's one of the things that I know we do a lot as well. So we try to, you know, I, I freely give away virtual hugs to all of our members when they need them because we all need them. You know, I need them sometimes and you guys are there for me as well. So um, yeah, having a, a group that you can trust and can give you a kick at the bum when you need to, <laughs> but also give you a kind of a, a shoulder as well is important. Yeah, and I'll actually, uh, I want to bring that that virtual hug up, th- that thing up in just a second. But, uh, you know, one thing I see, and, and we've definitely seen over the like the last five, six years is, you know, people, once they get started, they think that they've got the right strategy. Now, the biggest thing that you guys were just talking about is they don't have the right mindset, probably, and they don't have the right plan, because maybe they don't even have a plan. They're just like, let's get a product up and sell it. Let's get this product up and sell it. Now my business is going. Now I, I already know all the stuff that a beginner should know. I'm already past that stage. So I bring this up because there's a lot of experienced sellers out there that they just think, oh, my business is fine because I got products selling. But do you see that these guys, these types of sellers essentially are making big mistakes in their business because they fail to actually look at the overview of their business, plan things properly, understand what their you know goal actually is, and then what products are actually serving them? Do you actually, I mean, I know I see that, but have you, have you seen that kind of from your perspective as well? Yeah, definitely. It's focusing on a couple of things, focusing on the, the, wrong, the wrong metrics. So maybe even when it comes to profit, maybe either, maybe they're, they, they understand there's a difference between sales and profit, but they focus too much on this, they on just on the percentage, percentage like the profit margin, and forgetting about, well, what is that actually from a cash perspective as well? And when you put all your marketing costs, how does that balance out? Because things could look very, very positive on one side of a, um, a spreadsheet or a kind of a tool, but unless you actually see that whole kind of focus through, you actually don't really know how much you're putting back in your pocket as well. So there's, um, there's definitely the being able to understand what actually what your, what your business is contributing from a real cash profit. Also, one thing I find, um, and I will put my hand up to this, and Kirsty, you'll say yes, <laughs> correct. Sometimes you hold on to a product too long, so it could be a first product. Um, you think you've, you think you know all the numbers until you've got my earlier point as well. So not really looking at it in its complete entirety of all of the different elements and pushing it uphill, pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and holding on to it a little bit too long. And one of the things is is um, within um, an Amazon business is 
really being okay to let things go. But the, if you hold on to products too long, or if you hold on to decisions too long that just aren't working, some things, sometimes things just don't work out. You need to be able to assess it and then make a plan and, and move onwards. So yeah, I would say that not being able to really know your numbers is definitely a challenge, even for experienced sellers that think their business is doing really well because a couple of metrics say it is. But when you actually peel back the onion, you're like, you know what, it's not as good as you think. And then it's a case of, okay, you need to take action now. So that'd be the two things I would say. Yeah. And that actually leads to a couple of good points there. Number one, a lot of people don't actually look at numbers or data to make decisions, which they're really good at making decisions, but they don't actually know if it's the right decision. So they just go out and do it. And then for better or worse, whatever happens, happens. And then there are people who either overanalyze or are deathly afraid to make a decision because they've either done too much analysis or they don't really understand how they got success in the first place. For example, they launched their first product that's doing well. And then they just freeze. They don't get another product. They won't move on because they don't know how they actually got that one to work as well as they did. And then eventually that product stops doing as well as they want. And now they don't have a business anymore. So uh, there's, there's some pretty good uh, things to definitely look out for if you're an experienced seller, because it happens, but you just have to be able to make the decisions with the best data available and, and not get over ambitious, but definitely don't be afraid to take action. I know, Kirsty, we talk about that all the time as well. Yeah, actually, funnily, I was chatting to someone earlier today and they were doing well, like from a top line perspective and they were making profit, but the telltale sign was, but everything's being reinvested back into the business. And, and their quote was, you know, so I'm not seeing the fruits of my labor. Mm. And I'm like, well, usually that's a sign of you're actually not making as much profit as what you think you are making because the cash flow or the cash, you know, there's something wrong with that cash flow. It's not coming back quick enough so that you can actually take some money out and then reinvest some of it back into the business. So it's hard to know that unless you know, like Amanda is, like you said, you know, like really splitting out all of those numbers and understanding how they interact with each other mm -hmm. and then where the leaks are, right? We call it the leaky bucket syndrome. It's kind of like, yeah, all these things are going well here, but I've got, there's something not working Usually there's some profit or money leaking out somewhere and we have to forensically find that those holes and plug those gaps. Yeah. I mean, there definitely is um, a large number of people that set and forget. So they get a really good product. The numbers work out well. They launch it. It's a great success. And then they literally go busy launching about five other products and forget to be able to keep their eye on the one product because things are going to change. Ranking changes. FBA fees change, a lot can change in that as well. So um, not being able to kind of make sure that if you've got multiple products, you need to keep all those plates spinning and you need to be able to ensure that you're kind of continuously assessing as well as obviously adding new ones. The thing I was going to mention as well would be um, as well as being able to um, look at the numbers and look at kind of like allocating your sort of um, your, your uh, looking at your products, is also looking at you. So just because you can doesn't mean say you should. So there'll be a point in everybody's um, journey when you have to you have to start thinking about what can I start outsourcing. So if you know in a day you find well what have I done today? Well I've managed customer emails and I've gone through customer feedback, seller feedback, and I've done a few other elements here and I've looked at the reviews. Um, if you've spent two hours of your day doing that or an hour of your day. That's not good value as a CEO. There's so many great things you can do 
to move your business forwards. So release those elements of things that you don't need to be doing. And that will really help you be able to excel much faster and give you the confidence as well. that You can actually do this. Yeah. And that kind of actually leads into the, the thing we we're going to talk about, about the the virtual hugs, essentially. But uh, we kind of jokingly refer to you as the nurturer of our coaching team, because you you definitely are there when when people feel like they're deflated and not that the rest of us are. It's just you're kind of the first one to kind of jump in very empathetic and sympathetic. And you 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 want to get in there and help people kind of build their confidence back up. And I think a lot of a lot of people on the team and, and our members will see me as kind of more of the brutally honest, like hit you over the head with a hammer. Like, don't do that. That's, that's not good thinking. Like stop thinking that way. Like let's move on past that. And I'll be a, a lot more Frank. And I think it's kind of good to have both sides. Cause you, you, you don't want to have unrealistic expectations, but also you want to be able to build your confidence and grow without having just, you know, negative. And I'm not saying I'm always negative about everything. It's just, you got to have some popping of balloons every once in a while to like bring you back to reality to get this thing working. Um, so from your experience and from your kind of um, where you sit in this coaching program, would you say someone who's looking for coaching, they probably need a heavy dose of both in order to succeed? Oh, definitely. I mean, we, I think I love about our team, we're all very different. Um, so Kirsty, Isaac, Regan, Joe and myself, we all have a different kind of style, which is, which is great because our members are exactly the same. We've all come from different, different pathways and therefore a different voice a different delivery really helps. I think when we present our team in the kind of, when we would join our, on our group as well, we obviously introduce our kind of, I don't want to say like superpowers, but we just our specialities of like, what are the, the elements of the sort of Amazon mix and we sort of, um, do we love the most? And what's our personal style? And when we present you, Isaac, and we say, look, Isaac is straight talking. He'll tell you to stop, start and continue to be very, very frank with that. And a lot of our students go, that's exactly what I need. But when they get it for the first oh time, <laughs> yeah, I'm literally like, okay, I'm going in now. I'm going in. <laughs> I need it. I need it right now. So I think a lot of people, yes, you do need, you do need to be um, given a little bit of that nudge um, or a kick if it's from Isaac. But no, no, no. But uh, no, you do need, you need an honest truth. You need guidance. If you are, if you ask a question and you want the yes or no answer, then you'll get that from Isaac. Um, and all of us really, but I think, you know, we, we have a balance to be able to, you know, not only do we read situations, business situations, I, we like to read people as well and understand, okay, well, what's that person going through? Are they, I'm getting the sense that they feel uncomfortable with this decision-making. Why is that? And then we go back and say, look, let's just understand a bit more about what's holding you back from that decision. What are you most concerned of, turned about? okay, well, let's see if we can kind of help empower you with that confidence or the information, put them back on the road so they can continue. So again, it's not just facts and figures and whatnot. It is just understanding where they emotionally, where are they stuck as well as business-wise where are they stuck. Yeah. yeah. We put a lot of psychology into our coaching, don't we, Kirsty? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think as well, that's something that definitely Amanda's brought to the team because, you know, Isaac and I are very more, you know, we're like, okay, we just want to get the job done, right? We're like, yep, you need to take action. You need to do this and move forward and move forward. And I think one key thing that you really bring to the coaching is really understanding how people can get stuck and also what style they need to be able to get them unstuck. 
and just being, you know, putting things into the coaching program where it's, you know, checklists or just checking in and making sure that everybody's doing okay. You know, they're kind of soft skills um, that can be missed, I think, a lot in, in what, whichever arena you're in, whether you're in a corporate role, whether, you know, you're any job that you do or any program that you're in, even if you're with a personal trainer, you know, you want someone to kick your butt. But at the end of the day, if you're really not feeling it that day, sometimes you just need a different workout. So I think mm. that's something that um, that you really bring to the team as well and, and balance that yin and yang out as well, which is awesome. And last but not least, are there any kind of tips or ideas that you want to share with with people that are on that Amazon business journey? You know, they might be looking for the next thing to help them grow. What what would be your kind of best advice to give to those people? Um, well, it, it depends on where you're at. Well, regardless of where you're at, you have to have a plan. You have to have an end goal. Um, and not an end goal with regard to in 20 years, I want to be here in 10 years. It has to be something that's quite achievable and tangible and then work back with regard to this is what I want to achieve then let me work back to kind of what I should how I can actually affect that today and tomorrow and the next day and be able to map that out and if you're starting out for, for you know very very new make sure that you've got a plan with regard to give you that kind of confidence level but also make sure you've got a community that actually knows what they're talking about and you can trust because um, you're you might feel that you're alone but you're really not um, a lot of us come in for the first time. I said, give yourself some, um, give yourself some credit, give yourself some, some, you know, ease and comfort by knowing you're kind of surrounded by like-minded people as well. And just know that, you know, it's whether this happens in 12 months or a couple of years, it's your own track and you're, you can go at your own speed when you're as, as, and when you're ready. So that will be the only kind of likes of, um, things I've mentioned really. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's good advice. I mean, a lot of people think that everything that they go into is a competition. I know, mm. you know when you're in corporate world, you get a lot of that. So it's like everybody's fighting for like promotions and raises and especially, you know, people, when they think about business and entrepreneurship, they think, Oh, well, I've got to go in there. I've got to go beat everybody else. But it's like, you just do the best you can do. And guess what? You're probably going to have a pretty good business in the end anyway, as long as you're hitting the things that you want to hit, setting the goals that you want to set and achieving little milestones as you go. Um, you know, a great book to read is either The One Thing or uh, The Slight Edge. They both kind of talk about that that process of just do things towards that goal every single day. And it kind of exponentially grows towards your growth goal, uh, you know, towards the end of that. So you might not see anything happening for six months. And then by my, n- month nine, you're like halfway there already. Uh, you know, like you set uh, a year goal to make $50,000 in profit or something. And you're like, oh, well, I made it all in like the last three months, basically, but you still hit that goal. You just, a lot of people, they get to that point where they've done, they've done the hard yards and then they quit because they're not seeing anything yet. And it's like, it's, it's, it's right there. It's just beyond where you're, you're trying to get to, but you're not putting the the plan together in, and not taking the steps every day to actually achieve it. So I think there's a lot of good, a lot of good information and advice in there. So uh, for people who are sitting there thinking, oh yeah, man, I, I've been doing this thing for a year, not getting any results. Are you actually doing something every day in your business that is helping you get to where you want to be? Or are you taking weeks off, months off saying, oh, I ordered my Christmas inventory. So I'm just going to sit and wait until January to see what happens. <laughs> like that happens. Like people actually do that with their Amazon business and think, why didn't I get more successful this quarter? And it was like, because you didn't do anything. <laughs> like you, you just mm. it stocked up your inventory and sat back and watched what happened. So 
it's not a passive income like a lot of you know Amazon experts, quote unquote, would say that it is. It's a very close thing to that. You do have to put work into it, though. It's business. You still have to run it. You still have to manage it. You still have to pay attention to it. It's a lot kind of like a dog or a kid, I guess, in the sense that, yeah, they've got some free will there and it kind of does its thing for most of the time, but something goes wrong or, you know, if they need food, like you have to, you have to feed that thing and you have to pay attention to it. So you have to pay attention to the needs of your business just like that. Um, but yeah, thank you, Amanda, so much for coming on, sharing all the great insights and information. And guys, if you like what you heard today on our show, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share our podcast with our friend, with friends who might get value out of it as well. Also, if you're looking for some absolutely free training, head to www.goteamreal.com to see our real Amazon seller training there. And we'll see you on the next show. And we wish you the best for you and your business. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, head to goteamreal.com for some absolutely free training.